0: Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Then the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, these are the true words of God. What an enormous day. This passage out of Revelation is just one of many that gives us a glimpse of what is to come. The wedding supper of the Lamb. This is this is just amazing, and best of all, we as God's holy people get to witness this enormous event. It's a good thing that we as the church are just as perfect as could be here on earth, right? I mean, we're preparing for that right now. There's no divisions. There's no denominational uh, differences and divides. There's no arguments over pews or chairs. There's no arguments over the color of the carpet or modern or traditional worship, and, and let's not forget that fleeting pagan divide of whether that kiss was sloppy and wet or unforeseen. <laughs> That's us, right? We're just perfect as could be. No. The sad reality is that far too often leaders are either inactive or misguided. We have this... Uh, this selfish motive in the background that, that just does not get seen. We, we don't do what we're called to do. We have maybe power struggles, uh, divisions in the church. They're so common that they're almost expected. It's terrible to even think about how many people have left the church and completely left the faith because of how God's people were acting. And you know people like that, and so do I. But Jesus declared a promise to the Apostle Peter about the church. Let's take a look. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. There is certainly brokenness across the capital C church, but in the end, through the power of Christ alone, the church will prevail. Welcome to episode three of the Total Ministry Makeover. Welcome to the Total Ministry Makeover, where we have one goal for church leaders everywhere, to get on the right foundation for our life and our ministry. Regardless of the size of your church or the size of your leadership, if you follow the steps of the Total Ministry Makeover, it's going to dynamically change how you lead in your church, and by extension, how your church can impact your community, your world for Jesus Christ. I'm Shane Thacker. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining today. On episode one, I told the story, my own testimony of never again. I was burned out in ministry because I did not follow stepping stone one, fall in love with the Lord. I didn't follow it. I didn't take that seriously enough. I had fallen in love with the church so much that like nothing else mattered. I mean, the time I invested in it, I wanted the best program possible, the most time invested possible. I, I would let everything else suffer. And as a result, my love grew cold. And I was so burned out, I was going to say, I was saying, never again. But I've seen many flip that narrative. Some, some leaders fall in love with the Lord. They, they are so on fire for God and, and they just stick with God. They stick close to God. But the problem is they don't fall in love with the church. They, they have this notion in their mind of how the church should be going. And when it doesn't go the way they planned, they get frustrated. They get frustrated with the people. They're not willing to deal with the issues. And as a result, their ministry, their time there is very short. With that being said, Many of you may have been saying this place, this church is just not like my old church or my old leaders, or maybe you've said this, this place is just dead or dying, or maybe I just can't connect with these people. I don't know if that's you or not, but I've heard all of those things before, and if so, if that's you, we need to ask this question. What causes us to have this mentality about the local church. You've probably seen or maybe used filters on social media. The job of a filter is simply to alter reality. Uh, maybe they cover something up. Maybe they distort your view. They they fully remove some or all of the image, or maybe they have a certain color they want to take out. And I think when we look at our local church. Satan, as I said, will do anything he can to thwart the church, right? Well, Satan will do anything he can to distort your view of the church. He puts a filter on it. Sound familiar? I know it has with me in the past, but but the reality is Satan will do anything he can to distort your view of the church. A quick way to tell how you view your church if you have a filter on right now, is how you answer this question. Would you attend this church if you weren't being paid? Ooh. Now I get it. The church is broken. It's full of broken people. It's full of hurt and pain and loss and sin. You name it, it's there. The church is full of those quirky personalities of of people that do those things that are just socially unacceptable. We've got people in the church anywhere you go that are rude and abrasive when they speak, and they might even run people off. And those rude and abrasive people might even be leaders in your church. Yeah, those people, right? If we're not careful, we'll look at the church based on the actions of the people and not based on who God says they are. We'll look at the church with that negative lens because Satan wants to pull us away and do whatever he can to give us that negative lens about the local church, having a distorted view. Because you know what happens as leaders? When we have that negative lens that we view life through and we view our church through, it drastically affects how we lead the church and how we choose to serve the church. Rather than being open about the things that we're dealing with, we're very guarded and closed off as leaders. Rather than than doing what we're called to do, we, we ignore certain things that we know we should be doing because we don't want to deal with that person or that thing. We don't want to deal with it. A negative lens dynamically can destroy your leadership, your ministry as a church leader. That being said, God gave us a clear picture of who the church is in the scriptures. And we need to look not through our lens, not through our view, but through God's view. The church is the bride of Christ. And yes, I get it. The church is absolutely broken. But the church that we're talking about here, this is the Capital C Church, and your local church is a part of that, the bride of Christ. We're to treat her with honor. And out of the passage of Revelation we just read... The church is dressed in what? The righteous acts of all God's holy people. Jesus laid down his very life so that we could have life. We as leaders need to see the church clearly as God sees the church, not as we want to. Now, we certainly need to not ignore the brokenness in the church, absolutely. We need to we need to see that, but we also need to be very mindful of how Jesus sees the church, He laid down His very life for her. I think I should take this position a lot more seriously. It's more than just a job; it's a calling. And when I think of any great church leader that has gone before me, and uh, and even great church leaders that I know today, they fell in love with the Lord. And they did for the long haul, not just in a time, a season, they did for the long haul, but they also fell in love with the church, the whole church, not just a little clique or a pocket of people, not just their own ministry where they specifically serve. No, they loved the whole church. They dealt with difficult situations. They didn't ignore the problems and think that they would go away. These great leaders did whatever they could to bring their opposition along and to lead even them, their greatest opposition. Those are the kind of leaders that we want to be like. Those are the kind of leaders that do everything they can to be on the right foundation. That love for the church lays the foundation for the church trusting that leader. Well, when, when a church can trust a leader over time, they're going to learn to love that leader. And when the leader loves the church and the church loves the leader like Jesus would want us to, that church starts looking a lot more like Jesus. Think about it. There's no faster road to the very heart of God than by following the greatest commandment, right? Well, what happens if you love God with all of who you are, and then you follow the second greatest commandment, love your neighbor as yourself? Let's put this in the context of your leadership. Love your church As you love yourself. After all that Jesus did for us, I think we can handle those quirky personalities and those rude and abrasive people. They're the whole world over. You will find them. (laughs) I think we can love people through their brokenness. I think we can love people through their opposition. I think we can do everything we can to bring them along and to get them on the right foundation, too. And I know it's tough, but I I think, I really think we can set aside our differences about that whole sloppy, wet, and unforeseen kiss argument. That old Crowder song got us worked up, didn't it? But we have to set it aside for the cause of Christ. We have to truly fall in love with the church. This is the Total Ministry Makeover. We'll be right back after this short break. We always appreciate reviews over our book as well as our podcast. And we got this one in this week from a friend, Mike McDowell. Mike said, the book is very useful and practical. Its bite-sized sections help the reader stay engaged, and the activities and questions help the reader to immediately go deeper. Thank you, Mike, for your review. We really appreciate it. And if any of you would like to send a review, if you've read the book, uh, or if you have comments on the podcast, I would love to do a shout-out for you as well. Thank you so much, Mike. I have a couple of guest speakers lined up in the next couple of weeks uh, that I cannot wait to share about with you. It's just so exciting to have them come and join the show. It may not be this next week. It may be in two or three weeks down the road, but I also have a special offer on my book running now through the end of November. Let's take a look at all this that's coming up. I'm so excited to announce a special guest coming soon, Doug Franklin. Doug is the president of LeaderTREX, an innovative leadership development organization focusing on students and youth workers. He wants to help youth workers to lead well and to see them become more effective for the purpose of helping students love God. I have the privilege of knowing him and I'm a contributor for their blog. I'm thankful for their ministry to youth workers all around the nation. He's going to join us in the coming weeks to talk about how to lead a team. It's one of our later stepping stones. I'm also excited to announce a special guest coming soon. He's a former professor of mine from Ozark Christian College. He's now on staff at Christ Church of the Valley in Peoria, Arizona, Dr. Mark Moore. He wrote many books. His latest release was Core 52, which was a fantastic read for sure. But his new book, Quest 52, is coming out on November 9th. It isn't about simply knowing more about Jesus, but to know Jesus more. I've already got mine on pre-order, and you can pre-order your copy in the link below. Also, Mark has a crazy good BOGO offer, and here's what his website says. I am not making this up. Buy one, get one. Buy five, get five. Buy up to 50 and get 50. No, I am not joking. Simply pre-order from the retailers of your choice and upload the receipt in the form below. Offer ends November 8th. This podcast requires subscriptions, equipment, and hopefully soon some lighting upgrades in order to operate and serve leaders just like you. In order to keep this podcast going, I want to encourage you to check out my Patreon page and look at the perks you get for becoming a patron for the Total Ministry Makeover. Depending on which level of support you choose, you can get something as simple as a shout out on the show or higher levels can join in on our monthly virtual group discussion on the fourth Friday of each month or even get a monthly private consultation on your specific situation. And I mentioned a special offer on my book. Now through the end of November, 2021, if you are a top tier patron, On top of the other perks, for your first month, you'll get a signed copy of the Total Ministry Makeover shipped right to your door. I appreciate your consideration, your prayers, and your support as we're seeking for this page to grow and to help leaders everywhere to lead well. Thank you. We all know a great church leader or two, don't we? We know them. How can we be one of those great leaders, the ones that, when your when your church family thinks about you down the road, many years from now, they smile because they know how much you loved Jesus, and it, not only that, but they want to they want to be inspired. They are inspired as a result to love Jesus more themselves. That's the kind of leaders we want to be. The ones who have the right foundation for life and ministry. Here's the groundwork for this week that I want to challenge you to do. Meet with that wise leader we talked about last time and talk about how you are currently viewing your local church. And I'm going to try something here a little bit different. I have in the description a list of questions from this episode that you can go through with that wise leader. So viewers, please let me know what you think, whether you use them or you don't use them. Um, if you were able to meet with a leader and what was the takeaway with that, if you have something to share. Um, but if, if this is something that's utilized, I'm going to add questions every single week. Uh, I'd definitely love to hear from you on that. You can't lead those that you don't love. Imagine those who might be in direct opposition, causing active division in the church. What would happen if you as a leader fell in love with the Lord so much, you viewed the church the way that God views the church, and and you'd be willing to come alongside your greatest opposition in the church, come alongside them, to love them like Jesus loves them, to do life with them to do everything you can to bring them along. What would happen if you did that, got them on the right foundation as well, and started working together with them? How much would that transform your church family? How much would that affect things years down the road because of the stuff that you did today? Those leaders that are great go above and beyond. They go the extra mile to get people on the right foundation for Jesus Christ, the whole church That's a leader worth following. That's a leader that makes me smile. And Jesus laid down his very life for the church. What do we need to lay down as leaders in the church? I would start, if you have one, with that negative lens of your local church. It's an important thing. We must do it. If that's how you're viewing things, I'd encourage you to go back to Stepping Stone 1. And start that one over again. How much do you really love the Lord? Are you willing to go to any ends that God was willing to go for the church? Jesus never said it would be easy, nor did the apostles. But leading in the church is more than just a job. It's a calling. It's sacrificial. We do it out of our love for God, which should be unconditional. Just imagine if we as church leaders would follow just these first two steps, loving God with all of who we are and loving our neighbor, loving our church as we love ourselves. How would that change the trajectory of your leadership? How would that change the entire culture of your church? How would your church then change the culture of your community it's a powerful thing if we follow these first two steps. This is the healthy foundation we all need to be on. Don't miss this step. It's too easy to try and skip around it because especially in the face of opposition and difficulty, but God equips us with everything we need to accomplish all that he's called us to do every single time. So you've got this because God's got this and God's got you. Thanks for joining today. I hope it's been a blessing to you and that you can take some things uh, that will transform your leadership in a positive way. God has given me a clear mission to develop content in any way possible that points people to Jesus. I hope this podcast has done just that in your life. And I just have to give a shout out to all my viewers across the United States. This is just one weekend that I've seen the, the actual results here. And uh, I have Arkansas, I've got North Carolina, Indiana, Texas, Idaho, Alabama, Oklahoma, California, and Michigan. Michigan, I, I have to ask a question about this state because you're almost a third of the viewership. I have a feeling that there's a church group in Michigan that is viewing this content and discussing it. I really hope that's the case, and if so, I would love to have a selfie from you guys Um, of any group, really, of any across the United States. But Michigan, I'm I'm giving you a shout-out today uh, because I'm loving seeing a third of the viewership out of Michigan. Thank you all for being a supporter just in the first week of our data. That's what we're showing so far. And I have a special giveaway this week running now through November 4th. If you make a post and tag my Facebook page with a selfie, and let me know what state you're viewing from, you'll be automatically entered to win a signed copy of my book. I'll even ship it to your door uh, anywhere within the continental US. You must post it before the end of the day, November 4th, 2021. There is no purchase necessary. I will do a Facebook live video on the morning of November 5th with the drawing. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, please do click the like and share button and share it with a friend in ministry, uh, someone that can be a Barnabas in your life, an encourager or a Paul in your life. Or if you're wanting to pour out into someone else's life, maybe you need a Timothy, someone you can give a blessing to. And you guys can talk through these questions together together. Do give me feedback on that. I would love to hear from you. If that's something that's helpful, I'll continue it on. I'll definitely have it for the next few weeks, um, especially in light of this discussion. That's pretty heavy. Uh, It can be pretty heavy stuff. So it'd mean a great deal to me if you would help me with this podcast to get it on the right foundation of followers. So if you can do that for me, that would mean a great deal. Thanks again for joining today, and we'll see you next week as we talk about Stepping Stone 3, Assess Yourself. Have a great week. God bless.